0: 27X. Bang. Band Bam. the future's Rock and Roll. Hello and welcome to Dongtini episode 80... On today's show, Steffi made a bunch of people mad by saying a very, very, very bad word. Simone wrote a disgruntled letter to an irresponsible chocolatier. And together, they measure their dongs using the Condom Size app. And now, here are your
1: hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. How are you, Dong, Simone? I'm I'm dong okay, thank you. Uh now I understand you had a birthday this weekend. I just had a birthday. I turned 38 on Saturday. And Holy shit! I like I wished you happy birthday, but I didn't actually I know you're three years older than me, but I didn't put 38 I'm totally, together. Like I, I know. didn't process it's the age.
2: Totally 38, and it's weird because I remember when my mom was 38 and she seemed so old and grey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <sighs> Oh, yeah, I don't I don't think that's really me. I don't know. Um, yeah, it was it was a bad birthday. Well, no, it was fine. But it was weird because um, David was in Vegas because he had been scheduled to teach a blackjack boot camp in Colin. Um, the other guy he teaches him with scheduled it a long time ago. Didn't know it was my birthday. And, you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, it's fine, you know, but then it gets here, I'm PMSing, and I'm like,
0: it's not fine, I'm lonely,
2: you know, but it it was okay, I was just, I was just having weird times, and I'm single parenting, and that always frustrates the shit out of me, at least at one or two points during the weekend, as you know, so. um, I had DW and Dawn and Carrie and their friend Will over, and they brought cheesecake and champagne, and they were hilarious and wonderful. And um, Don brought this really amazing stew, and Carrie brought me the Tavi Gevinson yearbook, which um, she's this designer. She's like 16 year old fashion phenom. Like three or four years ago, uh-huh. she was discovered and like t- by doing fashion blogging, and she's this big damn deal. And we just oh, love her. yeah, she's yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, I've been like drooling over this yearbook, and Carrie got it for me. And um, then we watched the room because our friend Woo! Will was there. He hadn't seen it. The rest of us hadn't seen it in a while. And so it's always fun yep. to introduce the virgin.
0: <laughs> this
1: shit it show. always
2: is. So that was just like the funnest thing.
1: And um, that's so cool. That was my birthday. It was good. Yay. And real- It's so funny. We both, both of our birthdays this year were like our husbands weren't really very present. We all wasn't present at all. And mine was recording an album most of the day. And then we went out and had dinner. And yeah, it just kind of wasn't like my birthday. Yeah. Isn't that <laughs> but, weird? Yeah. I don't
2: know if that's because you're getting, when you get older, it's just not as big of a deal, but it is. And I don't know.
1: Yeah, it didn't really bother me. And Greg was going to take me to this um, this fancy vegan Japanese restaurant uh, to make up for it, like, the week later. But then the week after that, he was on tour, and then he was sick. And then, you know, so you don't want to go to a fancy restaurant when you're sick because exactly. you can't taste the food. And then I think he was gone again, and then I was sick, you know. And, you know, now it'll... You know, we'll go, but it it definitely won't feel like my (laughs) birthday treat. We're already fucking a month, over a month away from it now, so, yeah. But, you know, as long as I get to go at some point, that'll be nice, so
2: but yeah and know my real um, party is going to be this Saturday and um, yes. people are slowly dropping out they're like oh man I have to go to memorial service and oh man my scene is filming that day I'm so sorry and I'm like yeah. God, at least I had
1: the decency to drop out a month ago you sure did <laughs> <laughs> you sure did. I was trying to come too. You were snow, really trying. We had another, it was like, Yeah, I was. I could have come if it was if it was the proper birthday. I was going to be there. There were cheap flights. It was happening, and then yeah, no, it wasn't happening on the right weekend. And I'm like, well, now everything's going to cost like two hundred dollars more. <laughs> I know. It that's just a lot. fell apart. So it's all yeah, so.
2: David was teaching a BJ boot camp. <laughs>
1: Yes. On my birthday. God damn it. Yes. He was out sucking variety of cogs on your birthday or sucking. teaching people how to do it at least. Fucking <laughs> massive corporate appendage. Yeah. Well, um well this weekend um I uh yeah, I had you know I've been talking about, you know, my pregnancy and how I've been pretty jolly and stuff, yeah. but I think I've been I think I've been I've been good because I've just been kind of keeping a low profile like I've done this and that but I don't expect to do very much you know socially so you know I go here and I go there or I just don't go or I go home early and stuff so we were inviting some friends over and, and then somehow it, you know a few more people got invited and it just went from us going to invite two people to it becoming like five people. And I just kind of freaked out. I'm like, I can't. I was supposed to cook up the meal and I just kind of like, I can't do this. I can't do a party. I'm not comfortable with this. And so, you know, and and I just started to kind of freak out and I got really sad and then and Greg was so sweet and he was like, we'll we'll fix this, we'll fix this. You know, I don't want you to be miserable. He's like, we can cancel the whole thing. I'm like, no, then I'll just be sitting around by myself tonight and I'll feel like even worse that there was no get-together at all. So, yeah. So, you know, he kind of just, you know, he just kind of scaled the party back and just told some people you know we can't you know someone's not really up for a whole thing you know we'll make it up to you we'll have something else so we just had a couple people who were like we initially planned and yeah and it was fine we watched the room so but it was just it's really hard to it's really hard to do that you know but i really had to do that for myself because i just really wasn't up for it you know but like it's like that stuff we were talking about last week um uh with uh, with Stacy's phone call mm-hmm. uh to the dong line just about doing things to protect yourself and it's like if I go ahead with this I'll just be doing it because it's the right thing to do you know what I mean and mm-hmm. it's it's like right thing in terms of etiquette you know but it wasn't the right thing for me emotionally you know so um i was just kind of glad that i was able to speak up and say i can't do this right now so um yeah so that was good but i feel like if i wasn't pregnant i don't think i would i would have. i would have felt like i could do that you know what i mean i felt oh, like right. p- people wouldn't understand you know what i mean yeah
2: remember in july when we were there and the party was going to be super small well it was just going to be someone like a couple people over for dinner and then it kind of extrapolated and grew and a bunch of people showed up yeah and it seemed to work for you at the time you're saying something like yeah i didn't have anxiety because it wasn't a planned out party it just kind of happened
1: yes yeah
2: exactly exactly
1: well, I think you know, Well, I think the main difference is that you know, then if I was having a problem in the planning, even I could have taken Xanax. Plus, when the party's underway, oh, I can yeah. drink, but I couldn't t- take any of my usual, you know, party relaxants. So it was <laughs> like, I think that might have been part of it too. It's like I just have to fucking deal with this, and I, uh, I'm not, you know, naturally equipped to deal with it. I so understand. I think that's part of it too. Yeah. yeah. So because I really enjoyed that part, it's not that I can't handle. I think just you know, in this, it's also like you when you're pregnant, you want to. Be able to like slip away and take a nap and say hey you guys I'm kind of yes. I'm kind of done now you know and um yeah and I felt like it was that many people it's like even if I slipped away there's gonna be you know six people you know still hanging out in the next room and our place isn't that big so I just kind of yeah didn't see it working out that way so yeah but it was fine anyway we watched the room we showed it uh one person had seen it the other person had not seen it so um Yeah, and the 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 person had seen on TV, so they had like all on Adult Swim. When they screen it, they like black out the 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 nudity and stuff, and cut the swearing. The
2: nudity is is exquisite. Yes, it's it's
1: horrifying, (laughs) it's excruciating, but you need to see it. It's an important part of the film. So that was my. my 33rd time seeing the room because I have a document oh, where I track that I'm so bad I keep saying no those are the only things I track how many times I vomited and when I broke my nail but I also have a document how many others do you have? but every time I watch the room I don't know maybe they'll just keep revealing themselves to me I don't know <coughs> I really think that's it I really think that's it it's just these three
2: things I'm hacking into your <laughs> google drive and figuring out what all exactly <laughs> you're keeping tabs of. this is exciting I know <laughs>
1: But anyway, the room was a great success. And listener, we've talked about the room here and there. The quotes just, they just continue to, you know, live in our lives. Don't you agree, Stephanie? Like oh, We don't even think about it anymore. It's just part of the way we speak, you know? Yeah. Like I was watching it yesterday, because I hadn't seen it in over a year. And I was like, oh, I, I say that all the time. I say that all the time. And I don't even think I remembered mm-hmm. what, where, specifically who said the line anymore. Like, I just... I know. Okay, like yeah, a million times
2: through point. it, Carrie's like, "Oh, you texted that to me once. Oh, you made that the subject of an e- of an email once. You." <laughs> <laughs> and then when when Claudette said, "Somebody has better do, do something, something around here," I go, "That's Greg's favorite line. That everybody. Yeah, that's is. Greg's favorite." <laughs>
1: it really is. I know when they, when 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 Tommy says, "I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did, I did not, not hit, her. hit her. I did, I did not." not. Oh, oh, hi Mark, Mark. Uh, I had to say That's the first line I ever memorized Yay <laughs> But it was really interesting Watching it this time um, Listen This is the Like the best Worst movie I think And um, I think too I was just kind of, it was like, of course I was laughing and enjoying all the, all the terrible things about it, but part of me was just kind of like chilled back and kind of thinking more about backstory and relationships and how they would have got to this point. I found myself <laughs> having new thoughts about, uh, about, about it, you know, just in terms of, you know, backstory that would go with the things they were saying. So I was like, wow, mm-hmm. I found a new way to experience it. Well,
2: I remember how, we showed ever, those, However, however slight friend Bobby the first time I think it was him and he was saying the whole time he's like oh no somebody did this to him like that was what Bobby's experience of the movie yeah, was. was like yeah, he, was, yeah. he had jumped way ahead <laughs> to the relationship and I was like on my 15th time seeing it i like whatever
1: <laughs> yeah my friend Trey was saying like he he's in love with Mark he's in love with Mark like, and I totally think that that's something that people have long speculated like serious fans but he totally picked up on that yeah. right away yeah. that that Tommy the the creator of this monstrosity is in love with the guy playing mm. the character of Mark which I think many people kind of believe so <laughs> he has a, a peculiar fascination with yeah. him yeah I mean that's so, clear
2: but I hadn't really thought about it veering into some sort of love situation so now, yeah hmm. yeah Gosh, it.
1: the room people. I've seen it thirty three times. There must be many layers. Aren't you curious?
2: <laughs> can you really trust anyone? <laughs> that's what it says on the cover, guys. <laughs> um, is, it, is it on Netflix? It's not streaming, but you can get the disc. I think is that right?
1: You can get the disc. That's right. But just buy it. I mean, I think
2: come you come should. On. It's like only ten you bucks. Know you know you want it. And yeah, I've, I've watched mine. At, I think twenty eight times is where I'm at. I think. Um, oh really? So you'll get good use out of it, listener.
1: <gasps> yeah, you totally will. Gosh. Have you you finally went to a screening, didn't you? A live yes. screening. Yeah, we you went did. to one
2: here yes, at Central yes. Cinema. That's and right, that's right. It was fantastic. It and is. Um, there are things I hadn't noticed, like when Lisa's throat, um, some weird lump starts like oh, bulking yeah, yeah, out of yeah, yeah, it yeah, when yeah. she's that's talking to Michelle on the alive. couch and the wine glasses are moving around yes. like they make no sense. Um, yeah. That, I wouldn't have known that if, if I hadn't like. been to the screening. I was learning. Yeah, you'd already
1: seen it so many times by then, anyway, and you still learned more. That was deep into your experience. (laughs) Oh my! Oh my! Uh, Now you said tranny, and there was some fallout from that. There
2: was. Um, This was on Thursday morning, and um, I was I was on the bus, and this like I didn't okay. I didn't know the word tranny was bad. Like, I knew it was, like, uh-huh. not super polite. I knew, but I didn't think it was as bad as, like, saying faggot or something. So, um... Right. And, and I have, like, I have trans friends that, like, like Ryan, like, he, he dresses... He's not, like, transgendered, but he's transvestite, I guess, where he'll dress up. And anyway, we say, hey, tranny, to each other and that sort of thing. Like, yeah. it's just... I didn't know it was a big deal. So um there was um, a man with like a full beard and these fabulous sunglasses and then like a Kurt Cobain ski hat with like long tassels on it and then like this the sequin gold purse and he was being amazing and he's saying all this stuff on the bus <laughs> he's like to the lady across this, uh, across the aisle from him he goes he goes you know what honey I hate that horse and you know why I hate that horse because you hate that horse <laughs> like he was saying this <laughs> fantastic stuff the entire time and i'm like i'm like oh listen to what this tranny is saying okay like that's not nice like i shouldn't you know i shouldn't say look what this black person is saying or something but yeah yeah. i wasn't really thinking and there's something about the word tranny that just sounds kind of funny like phonetically kind of fun to me like hand job or render or something like i just or kerfuffle (laughs) i like i like those words So um, people started tweeting me, which they're like, did you know that's a slur? And I'm kind of like, yeah, whatever. Because it was like white chicks, the middle class white chicks who seemed to, you know, and I, that's another big backstory of me, like going, all right, you people who aren't in the offended, you know, minority, like I can't really listen to you, you know, like I, right, right. So there's, and and I don't. I don't feel like that's necessarily being unsympathetic to the, the marginalized group. But it feels like um, the people who are taking on this offense are being really self-referential about it. it like, it's they're trying right. to make it about them. And they're like, I am uh-huh. offended on behalf of these people. It's, it reminds me of, of the L.A. Real World Season 2 where... Um, <laughs> I don't know if anyone remembers this, at least like one listener will. But when Tammy said that she felt like um, that that other guy in the house was trying to rape her, and it was clear that he was just like, you know just like horsing around and and you know it became out this big drawn out thing and then they kicked her out of the house and they like him out of the house and um uh-huh. the other girl in the house ben or her name is beth sorry she goes no means no to this guy you know who was not trying to rape her <laughs> sexually assault her but like no one really right. got to to what was under this which was that she may have felt threatened you know <laughs> And um, So anyway, this is kind of what happened because these people are texting or tweeting at me. They're like, that's a slur. That's an offensive word. And I'm like, then why aren't any trannies saying that there's something wrong with it? (laughs) (laughs) So, like, you know, that's my that's my steez. Like, I'm like, whatever. I can't say that because growing up, I was told, don't say that. You know, you may not say that. And then that was kind of that feels like my last way to assert myself is like if you take this away then i'm nothing so like this panic kind of comes up in me when someone tells me don't say that because i'm like that's not relational that's just you choosing to get your dander up about a word i chose and you're not trying to see what is under it what's my story how does this intersect with your story so when these people who uh, a few of them have habitually gotten upset at me for saying the word ho and for leaving the q off of lgbtq you know, deciding to get really upset about that and, and acting like I slid, like this, I was just like, whatever, you guys. And so I kept saying the word tranny, just, you know, treating it or tweeting it. And so yeah, yeah. someone eventually. The other
1: thing with using tranny on Twitter is that. I mean you only have 160 characters I mean that's a big savings. I know
2: well that was another thing I tweeted I was like transsexual just has too many letters man and then they started tweeting she just said I cannot believe she actually used that as an excuse. Guy, Like she was they're kind of making me feel famous I'm like holy shit I feel like Chris Brown I'm being all crucified over here. They're like I was just like kind of looking at these side conversations where people are like it's really bad guys look at Stephanie Drury's Twitter feed it is bad. I'm done. They go and they tweeted at me they go if you say the word tranny one more time this conversation is over and so i replied tranny and they're like Block. Yeah. <laughs> you know so um so that was kind of an interesting exchange and then some someone who he's like hey th- i don't know if you saw this and he linked me to an article where the guy from mystery science theater 3000 recently <laughs> tweeted the same thing he t- tweeted the word tranny but he was talking about how his uh-huh. son had a transformer and he called it you know his tranny and then people freaked out and he's like right. i didn't know this was offensive and so there was something... Yeah, I-, I
1: didn't know it was offensive either until you're saying any of this. Like, I didn't know it was a like... A, I mean, you know, maybe if I thought... I, I I don't think it's a word I'm ever inclined to use, but yeah, I, I, it wouldn't have struck me as like a, a totally taboo word yeah. like faggot or something, you know? But a, a, from this kind of uproar, I guess it is, which I totally didn't realize.
2: Yeah, and that's... I mean, I guess that's how people learn, right? But I'm... Yeah, exactly. And part of my story is, you know, this me trying to aggravate it is informed by my... Um, feeling like I need, you know, my identity is being threatened when someone is telling me I can't say something or express myself right. in a certain way. So that's like why I was throwing fuel on the fire and, and I was being a total brat. So um, when this person tweeted this thing at me, he's like, hey, as an out, al- you know, fan and trans ally, I, I just thought I I wanted to ask if you'd seen this. And so he tweeted me that link to the mystery science theater guy. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And there was something about it clicked for me because he was so generous like he could have he had every reason to be offended because he's actually part of that community but he was like oh hey you know I just wonder if you saw this and like he 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 wanted to have space for my intentions and it was so <laughs> so beautiful yeah. and so I was like I'm sorry you guys you know I." he just tweeted this at me I'm really sorry can you guys forgive me and you know no one did for you know like no one who had been mad did. like a few people were like oh thanks for saying that but then like no one who was mad was able to, to do anything with that and um, I tweeted um Let's see. And I think it was because they had blocked me and they couldn't see it right away. But, um, yeah, I tweeted, I'm sorry, guys, I was really cunty. And then I saw that, that a girl, one of the people I had tweeted it at, she goes, that was a poor choice of words that she picked when she said cunty, that was questionable, you know? Ugh. And I'm just like, okay, fuck you. Because in my big long apology, I said, I said to you that people, or maybe I hadn't said this yet. Or th- I think that was just part of my story is that when growing up and being made to apologize, they would critique my word choice. And so that was, again, just this total piling on of futility and I can't win with you people. And, um, uh, just absolutely gutting like there's no worse feeling than that like feeling like
1: it's so frustrating when people are so hung up on the words and again like I, as I said before with all these words they ignore the intent yeah. and it's all about I'm, I'm obsessing about a word and I'm not yeah. like, so in that you're, like, you're apologizing and you know and you're a woman and you're saying the, if a guy said you know to, chose to use the word cunt you know while trying to apologize about being a you know like you know anti-feminist dick at some point you know like mm-hmm. i would say that but i, I you know i would like not, I would just kind of take the good humor of a woman saying it. You know what I mean? But it, That's
2: the thing, is like, I can own this word. Like She's if, apologizing. Yeah. Yeah, you can it, own it. It's like, I'm going to take this and turn it around. Like, I, I can make it what I want. And what I want to do is have relationships with people. And, you know, I'm going to, like, get carried, like, my stuff is going to come up, and it's going to, like, my survival methods for how I grew up, which was to assert my independence and kind of keep saying what I was told not to say. Like, that was part of my survival yeah. method um, growing up up and something handy very handy i learned in therapy was that what helped you survive growing up can harm your relationships after you're you're safe and grown up and out of that situation well now you have mm. these defense mechanisms built up that can actually hurt your relationships. so that's i feel like that's a perfect example of what happened on twitter and so right. i wrote this um big blog post on sunday and i'm like here's what happened and i was really wrong And I, you know, I kept saying the word tranny and I and it was like I was trying to hurt you guys because I was really, you know, feeling threatened and feeling like you guys were being really judgmental and not wanting relationship. And and what sucks is that I was doing what I was mad at you for doing, you know, when I was doing that. So I I wrote this really big, long post and that's up and I got super vulnerable and, um, and, you know, I can't I can't expect anyone to accept it. And that's what sucks about it. apologies is that you just have to sit around. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but anyway, it's out there. And if I could go back in time, I would totally change it. So that's yeah, all yeah. I can do. But, um,
1: well, at least you learn something from the whole experience.
2: Yeah. And it, it goes back to, like, my favorite book, um, People of the Lie by Scott Peck, where he talks about um, if someone, if you can absorb something bad, like, for the sake of relationship... And you can handle it in the right way then it won't it will actually like make something good happen he's like you can hmm. take something bad and turn it into something good he's like i don't know how it works but it does and you know the whole book was leading up to that so um that i and i talked about that in my blog post i'll link it at dongtini.com if anyone wants to go to my get your adverbs here blog but um that's where it is and um that was heavy like it took every fiber of my soul to write that and yeah, I yeah. knew that it was, I was going to get critiqued and sure enough I've already had people say I can't believe that you decide to keep using the word tranny even though you, you know that's the whole point of the blog is that you didn't want to use it anymore and I'm like no the point of the blog was actually context and Um, My friend, Connor Habib, he was on Duncan Trussell's show recently, and he is a spiritualist philosopher, gay porn star. (laughs) And and we're kind of friendly on Twitter, and so I was messaging him about this. And I was like, is the word tranny offensive? You know, you're a gay porn star. You're really in that community. And he's like, nah. He's like, these people are clearly being annoying. Like,
0: he's looking at their tweets, so...
2: and so he goes and fuck that person who said you can't use the word cunty in your apology I mean seriously yeah. fuck him or her whoever it is <laughs> so yeah. that was kind of affirming to have someone from the community
1: say that but it brought me back I would... oh go ahead oh no I was, I was going to say with him going over those woods and, and such What what's with the Q in LGBTQ is the Q for queer? It's either for queer or questioning
2: I've heard both Oh, know. okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because if it's for queer, I feel like the... The, the L uh, and the G
2: and the B kind of are... Or at least the L and the G.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Gosh. Kind of But, up. yeah, I
1: mean, I just feel like... I don't know. I feel like that's, you know, that's just covering too many bases. You know, I think... I feel like everything's covered. If you're questioning, you know, it's... I feel like you're covered under the others. I mean... <laughs> You know, whichever way you choose to say. I just, I mean, the fact that people are criticizing you for leaving it off, I don't even see it in their, in posts written in their things. I don't see the cue all the time. No, so that's you know, what makes me feel like. In fact, I've seen like, it from you. Yeah. Yeah, these people. I so yeah. Like it makes, That's what you know, makes me feel sorry like sorry if I sound like such a mad. fucking ignoramus to somebody, but yeah, I'm just the cue is baffling me. I'm questioning that cue. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm always gonna leave it on now because I'm questioning its importance. <laughs> yes. <coughs> but it, it reminded me of our topic, our recurring topic here, theme of militant feminism, and how yes. that seems to be alienating towards people, and how a few episodes ago we were saying that one of the problems with the feminist movement for us is how these people, um, are, are these people, the feminists, the feminist movement can be associated, has traditionally been associated with, Or in the past, at least, with militantism being being really hardcore about it and just unrelational, I guess, is the best word I can think of to describe it. Like, we're angry and we're not going to try to invite you into our experience. We're just going to, like, kind of soldier through. And um, I felt like I felt like that's what I had run into on Twitter with that. Uh-huh. Like, um, And, you know, they must have felt that way about me, too. With me just going, whatever, Tranny, I know this offends you. I'm going to say it some more. So um, it was just a bad scene all around. <laughs> and,
1: um, yeah, yeah. I
2: hope that I can remember that. Like, okay, how can this be perceived? Is this militant of me to be saying this? Or, you know, it just it goes across yeah. the board. And it also really cuts into my my humor because I really like, for example, I love Neil hamburger. He's like my favorite comedian and he, he yells the foulest things and that's hysterical to me. And so, um, But he's also, you know, Greg is the most liberal person of all the liberal people I know. And so yeah. that's why I re- I have this thing with you guys. I'm like, yay, they get it. Like, they, they get why that's funny. That sick stuff is funny. Like, um, Yeah, yeah. And so I, when I'm up against somebody who does not think that's funny at all, I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I, I can't explain myself. It's just one of those mysteries about why I think that's funny. So,
1: Yeah. <sighs> I've read some great quotes recently about being offended and just Hmm. being offended is like it's it's not a real, it's not always a real thing, you know, what I mean? it's different to being hurt, you mm. know what I mean, mm-hmm. or really, you know, uh, a victim of something, but just being offended is kind of like, I don't really like that, you know, that makes me uncomfortable, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's different to being, you know, directly affected by something, you know what I mean, like, like especially when you talk about people that the slur or whatever the insult isn't referring to, and they just say, I'm offended by that, you yeah. know, it's uh, it's sort of because I was talking about breastfeeding in public with somebody the other day and you know I'm sort of I, I'm pretty shy and I can't see myself flopping the boob out mm-hmm. in a public place even with a with a cover or anything I just don't I can't imagine being comfortable with that personally mm-hmm. but I'm still all for p- women who, who need to do that just do it it's like baby's fucking hungry I can't imagine what that's like yeah. you know you want to just get it done so I'm, I'm always been very supportive of it and honestly if I I'm seeing it, it. It makes me uncomfortable, yes. you know. So, I. But it's, it doesn't. But but it's like because this my the person I was talking about this with was like, well, they just need to go somewhere like more discreet, like if they're at the mall, like someplace that isn't a thoroughfare, because you know it makes people uncomfortable. And I'm thinking that's the problem of the people who are uncomfortable yes. why does this other person have to accommodate the emotional discomfort of random people who are just you know when you look at it logically have a problem with something natural occurring you know what I mean mm-hmm. so you know this whole thing of I'm offended and I'm uncomfortable it's like fuck I know, kind of you seems... know like it's exactly. it's not it's not a direct assault on you you know it's somebody else yes. to, it, you know and i'm not saying that this is a license to go and say offensive insulting things all the time but if it's not directed at you and it's sort of like i'm offended by that or that makes me uncomfortable then i think there's kind of some reevaluation about who this is about exactly. <laughs> you know what i mean that's
2: exactly my problem because um it feels like saying I'm offended, like you were saying, it's kind of different from just being hurt, but saying I'm offended is such kind of an ungracious posture to take. Like, um, yes. like you're only guarding your own territory and you're not thinking, how is this for this mom who really, you know, has this crying baby. And like when your baby cries yes. and you're, you know, you're nursing, like you, you like start like, you know, squirting milk, like a cow, like just like, it's a biological thing, you know, that and you'll see it's really, right. it's really exciting and fun. though. Um, it's kind of like this person. <laughs> Is only has room for their frame of reference, and it's just, yeah, like I said, yeah. it's ungracious, it's about them, it's it makes everything about them when they are offended. It's not, there's nothing going okay, where's that guy coming from? So,
1: exactly, it's like the moment somebody's offended, it, it's like you can hear the conversation stopping at that point, yes, well. Well, hold everything. I'm offended. It's like, it's your fucking problem. You know, or yeah. let's, you know, let's, let's discuss this. Or at least if you feel that way, let's talk about that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And get somewhere instead of just, I don't like this idea that throwing, that saying you're offended is you need to stop yeah. that.
2: And a lot of people use That's that to of kind it. of make people scurry. Like, um, and this was something I noticed about myself while these people were saying <laughs> That they were offended by what I said. I know I I felt myself wanting to pretzel for them, like like go okay, whatever it is, you know, and and um, kind of because that's how I grew up. That's how I survived was being like okay to the people who um, would have me do what they wanted me to do without any regard for what I needed, you know. Yeah. Um, so a lot of, you have to be careful for being manipulated that way and. Um, that's really interesting because but I
1: think that's very the very thing. Hard. When people say that, is they that like we were saying, they don't they don't have any regard. But it's 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 just that that's their level of comfort. Because mm-hmm. I'm offended by all these disgusting pop culture things, as I've <laughs> talked about. You know, these bad reality TV people and the Black Eyed Peas being like an acceptable band that offends me. You know, on on a, on a, and not just on a I don't like that, but on a serious cultural level, I find a lot of that stuff offensive. You know, mm-hmm. but I've never said, well, that stuff should be banned or that right. should be. Played Or, you know, it's like, it's my, it's my personal problem. And I talk about it with people to maybe, you know, make people think about stuff and, you know, feeding into that. But I don't walk around saying, well, you, that, you just shouldn't be playing that because that's wrong. You know, mm. I, that's offensive. You know, it's not, that's not where I go with that. And I think it's a, but nobody cares. It was like, well, why are you offended by that? People think I'm crazy. Like, that's not something to be offended about. Well, it is, you know, that's my, that's how I feel about stuff, you know. So... You know, but, you know, people, you know, there's certain things that are okay to be offended about, you know, so.
2: And if they would just stop being offended about watching me breastfeed, then maybe they would concentrate on getting to see my boobs. (laughs) They could just turn that frown upside down. (laughs) Exactly. So I heard. Have you heard about this new app called the Condom Size App? And
1: I've heard about a dick measuring app, but not a condom yeah, size this app. This
2: might be the same thing, and they're citing that they're going to make it a little bit more edifying by marketing condoms to you or something. But uh-huh. um, this is this is the description on the web on the website for it. In order to get the measurement, the app asks the man to hold his erect member up against the edge of the iPhone and use the inch or centimeter markings to obtain an. <laughs> accurate lengthwise appraisal. Like, that's so stupid! It's so stupid! That's my editorial right
0: there. They didn't say it's so stupid.
2: (laughs) Apparently it's kind of a popular app right now, and it's 99 cents. And um, someone, uh, they said, someone in our office, upon hearing the description of this app, said I'm never borrowing anyone else's iPhone again. (laughs) 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 Just slapping your wiener up on it. But then apparently it tells you, um, like where where you follow percentile wise in the world <laughs> after you measure right. your, your wiener, so um, I'm
1: confused by this because I would think the average iPhone, even the, the iPhone 5, which is a tad longer, is still going to be considerably shorter than a lot of dogs.
2: I know. Um, so I don't
1: understand what happens to the to the to the runoff.
2: <laughs> yes, and they don't address that on this website. No, cuz I
1: read I read something about this and I'm like I don't understand what happens if your dong is longer than a phone, which I think many people aspire them to be. I know. I'm like everyone's well, is bigger is than a phone, to do with reality. Come but, on. Yeah. No, most people, a lot of I think the average, the average Let's not let's not pigeonhole anyone or of offend anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of extreme Elvis with this Tiny tiny knuckle shaped <laughs> dong that's not but the average the average dong is longer what what the reported average is of, of six is it five and a half to six inches is longer than than your average phone I think. So yeah. Totally. I don't know.
2: Like even a ten year old is a bigger wiener than an iPhone. <laughs> that's just my guess. <laughs> I hope that's a guess. Anyway, <laughs> So what's this important letter you wrote to a chocolatier recently?
1: Okay, so Greg gave me this bar of chocolate when we were in San Francisco because he'd been out and I'd gone back up to the room for a rest. What kind of chocolate was it? And anyway... Well, it's called a a black salt caramel bar. Oh. Yeah, so it sounds pretty good. And I didn't get to read this before I started trying to eat it, but I'm just going to read to you. This box actually tells you how to enjoy the chocolate. It says... How to enjoy an exotic chocolate bar. Breathe. Wow. Engage your senses. Take three UJI breaths. (gasps) Quiet the chattering mind and be present in the moment. Oh, my God. See. There should be a glossy shine to the chocolate bar, (laughs) indicating a tight bond between the cocoa butter and the cocoa mass. Fuck these people. Smell. Rub your thumb on the chocolate bar's surface to help release the fruity, cacao-laden aromas. Inhale deeply. Get the fuck out. This is not real. Break the bar in two pieces. (sighs) Listen to the soft break exposing the chocolate bar's molten caramel interior. Oh my god. Taste. Place a small piece of chocolate on your tongue and press it to the roof of your mouth. Within 30 seconds, the chocolate square will melt, releasing a bouquet of rich burnt oh, caramel notes with the God. essence of black Hawaiian salt. God. <laughs> then what? So anyways, so well, it just kind of summarizes the chocolate after that, but that's like the instructions for consuming this chocolate. Now, I didn't read this till afterwards, because I kind of got it and That would have ruined the, the chocolate for me there. if
2: I'd read that before. You I'm would... <laughs> glad you didn't read it till
1: after. Well, here's the thing. I'm not even going to tell you what, I'm just going to read my, what I, had to, I, I had to write to the company essentially after, I, after this, I got this, you know, so here's what I wrote to uh, the, I don't know how you pronounce this, V-O-S-G-E-S, Vosges uh, Oat Chocolate, Chocolate, sorry. My husband bought me a black salt caramel bar, which I was delighted to try. Before reading the back of the box, I planned to savor it, but my plan was thwarted when the bar started to break apart from the gentlest grip. Oh, is this true? Yes, this is all true. Everything I'm telling you is true. This is what I had to write to them. I'm not some ham-fisted oaf. The bar (laughs) is simply impractically delicate.
2: Well, we kind of say this about you behind your back, but go on.
1: (laughs) Before I could even attempt to break a square away, just in pulling it out of the box, the bar began to break apart. Once I opened the foil, I tried to break the large piece that had broken accidentally into a more manageable piece, only for my thumb to crack the shell by lightly holding it. I found myself hastily shoving it into my mouth to avoid making a huge mess as the caramel began to ooze. As I was in a hotel room, I lacked plates and other kitchenware that might have made this ordeal easier. Even if I was at home, though, breaking apart a chocolate bar should not have been such a mess. The next two efforts to break off a piece resulted in the same hasty consumption to avoid a mess. After all this, I read the back of the box with its detailed instructions on how to eat it, and I only wished I'd had the chance.
2: (laughs) Would you classify this as a first world problem?
1: Yes, definitely a first world problem. (laughs) 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 To be clear, the chocolate was wonderful. I'm not done, I'm not done. Oh boy, oh boy, there's more. (laughs) (laughs) To be clear, the chocolate was wonderful. I was just sorry it disappeared like a truck stop Twix because I had to consume (laughs) it so fast to avoid a sticky disaster. In all my years of eating chocolate, I've never had anything break apart like this. The chocolate may be great, but its fragility compromises the whole experience. In all my years of eating chocolate. <laughs> nothing to anyway, I sent that to them and they never wrote back. Oh shocking. <laughs> What the fuck! <laughs> they told me to enjoy it in this way. I couldn't do it. You know what? They probably ridiculous. put it
2: out and framed it, like like, like Neil Hamburger did for that yeah, lady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't go to sleep without hearing Neil Hamburger's jokes. Around.
1: Saying "rub shit on my vagina, rub shit on her <laughs> vagina."
2: <laughs> I'm sure your email is being appreciated somewhere, though. I hope so. I mean, definitely yeah. here. But that, that yes, is interesting, because when you started reading the instructions for me, I, you know, obviously I was like, oh, they need to get over themselves. Like, it reminded me of when Greg was mad about the um, I need some me time sign that the hotel provided for the <laughs> oh, Do, yes. Do Not disturb. <laughs> like, I thought that's where that that's was right. going. Yeah, yeah. was the sushi yeah. instructions, but it sounds like they were actually needed, though, because it sounds yes. like the, the bar of chocolate, like, liquefied upon touch, so...
1: It did, it just break it just kept breaking. You couldn't even touch it. It just kept breaking. And it's <laughs> it like terrible. It's going like, everywhere.
2: Like, oh crap. Arr, arr, oh crap. Arr, arr. Like a it was, it was...
1: <laughs> I mean it was it was the, the 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 description of what to do was the antithesis of what could be done. Yeah. Oh. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> anyway, so that's my letter to the chocolatier.
2: <laughs> uh, th- this should be a segment. We should have a drop or some kind of music for the letters to the chocolatier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I bet we could write lots. <sighs> yes yes um and i was wondering i had to ask you how do you think the show's gonna go like i'm so i like 16 weeks mm. till i am due to give birth right. what do oh you think's God. gonna happen to, to poor old dong <laughs> <Poor old laughs> teeny I, I do, I, <laughs> since i do the editing sadly we won't make 100 episodes before the birth That's true. um what what do you think is going to happen to the frequency of the show? And I have, uh, you know, I think recording would be possible, but just like fitting in oh. the editing and stuff, which takes, you know, like two to three hours. Oh my a week,
2: gosh, seriously,
1: you know, for me. So what what do you, what what's your prediction? Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, because I've been through this. I've given birth twice and been through the whole postpartum thing twice, and um, so my thoughts are kind of that that you will still want to do it. Um, yeah. But it will slow down at first. Like, um, I th- I have a feeling that you'll want to talk about stuff and you'll, you know. But like, you might have to take a couple months off um, right. at first, and then you'll kind of miss it. This is, this is just my prediction. Um, no pressure. Right. Um, but as far as the editing goes, like that takes a long time, and you you do all the editing. I have none of that equipment, um, and you even less know-how. <laughs> <laughs> So that's just what I foresee, but what do you foresee?
1: I don't. I my whole attitude towards everything to do with this is that I can't foresee anything okay. that it's gonna kick my ass in a way that I can't expect, I can't prepare for, right. and that's the only thing I'm prepared for is not is, is just having this unexpected experience. Yes. So ideally, I'd like to think. I think I might even I could it'd be, it be might be easy to find the time to to record. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm you know easy, but you know doable. But mm-hmm. then the whole ordeal of editing. But it's possible I could just do smaller edits and like yes. not put all the music underneath and stuff like that. Like that actually takes a bunch of time. I can so only, maybe they'll just I always be think about that Every time episodes. I listen,
2: I'm like, she had to really plan this out. So um, but when I listen to Talk Time, they have like pretty minimal editing, I think. Um, they don't yeah. really play they kinda of just start talking. And then they'll play a song, and they don't put anything under. And they'll just kind of stop the song like at any random point.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I like how this this stops sharply.
2: And they have a baby. So So I bet that has
1: something to do with it too, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, listeners, so it could be coming months, could be some slow times for Dongtini. But I think we'll bounce back eventually.
2: Okay. well, I don't want you to feel any pressure from me, like I'm going to expect you to do anything.
1: I already don't, because I know you understand, so (laughs) yeah. <laughs> know I know. Stephanie's even involved. then, even Whatever then, I know want. I'll put more, more pressure on myself than anything else. So, oh. yeah. Now, um, uh, over the last week, uh, the Bush family's emails were hacked. Did you see any of this? I saw a little bit of it. Yeah, I did. I saw the paintings. Yes. And I have to tell you, what? I was surprised how I actually felt bad for them. Yes, yeah, because I felt too. I just didn't. I didn't like the idea that just that the people's privacy was being violated like that just because, you know, there's just personal emails. It wasn't some national security thing, you know, wasn't some memo of him plotting something fucked, you know, so I kind of didn't like it. I didn't like that that was available to people and that people were doing that to them.
2: That was exactly and I hate my those sentiment. people <laughs> I know, I know. And I'm like, hey, because I'm like, oh, those poor people. Like, what if people saw everything that's on my phone or, you know? And then I'm like, wait, yeah. this guy slaughtered millions of people
1: <laughs> in the <Middle> Yeah, <laughs> there is that. <laughs>
2: <coughs> so, but, yeah.
1: But those portraits of him, like, because I guess George W.'s taken up painting, mm-hmm. and, and somebody's like, oh, those paintings are so bad. And I was like, well,. Yeah, but he's just an amateur painting. He's just but, doing it for a hobby. It's not hung in a gallery for us to judge. Exactly. Like, I didn't feel right, and, like, judging them. I mean, yeah, they're not very good, but I don't. they're not supposed to be good, you know? It's not like he's trying to get a million dollars for these shitty paintings, you know?
2: I was outrageously delighted by what the paintings were, which were of yes! him in the shower. He painted himself in the <laughs> shower with some kind of, um, a bit of an, you know, maybe like, um... Oh, God, what is the word? Um, it's not coming to me, but he's kind of being a little bit artistic, Steam. where it's like the back of oh. his head in the shower mirror, and he's like painting from this view of, that's outside his body, and then a uh, picture of yes. him in the bathtub of just like his thighs down and then his feet, like like George W. painted yes. painting
1: this of himself. himself. <sighs> I know, I know. I was very amused by by the subject. <laughs> I was, like, but I just didn't feel right about judging yeah. the, the quality of his of his paintings because I'm just like he's not trying to be a Oh. To, you know, and a I think that artist, um, so.
2: the fact that we, who really don't like him at all, can feel some sympathy yep. for him, then maybe there's hope that other people will feel sympathy for him too.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listener Stephanie's recording just crapped out, so uh, uh, I'm going to wrap this up uh, solo. So thank you all for listening. Uh, Please visit DongTeeny.com for any supplementary material. Uh, So that'll do it for this week. So until next time, bye, Stephanie. Bye, Simone. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. with feralaudio.com, an artist-friendly podcast collective. This artist reserves the rights to their materials. Visit feralaudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast.